On this day in early August, Mary Mallon, who had recently been hired to replace the Warrens' regular cook, who had inconveniently developed appendicitis, and was recovering from complications of surgery, was preparing her signature dish of peach ice cream, designed to justify Mrs. Warren's choice of her as a summer replacement. Mary believed that half of her sterling recommendations were the result of peach ice cream. To cement her position in the household even more firmly, Mary had invited the two Warren children to help in the preparation of this much-admired rarity. Mary had discovered, during her years as a cook for the wealthiest families of New York, that the sure path to acceptance lay in the children. She was, in fact, a rather intimidating woman, tall, broad in her body, extremely strong, and apt to move more like a man than a woman in a society that prized the simpering steps of femininity. Her only attractive features were her eyes, crystal blue and shining with intelligence. Set out on the table was an ice-cream machine, comprised of a bucket with a large bowl in it that could be turned with a crank. A smaller bowl of peeled and sliced peaches sat waiting to be mashed in the ice-cream machine's inner bowl, together with four large brown eggs. The wire potato masher, which would be used for mashing and mixing, rested beside the eggs. The children's wide eyes followed Mary as she carried the ice-cream machine's bucket to the vegetable sink, where a large block of ice could be seen glistening in the warm summer air. They stared in awe as she took an ice-pick in her large, strong hand and attacked the block, stabbing at it so that chips, large and small, flew into the sink around it. Twice she stopped chipping and handed a small wedge of ice to each of the children to suck on as a treat. When she judged there were enough chips, she stopped the attack on the ice and scooped up the frozen water with her hands and dumped the chips into the bucket. "'Is it the ice that turns the cream to ice cream, Mary?' Abigail asked, her voice breathless with awe. "'Of course it is. That's why they call it ice cream, silly bean.' Constance informed her younger sibling. Constance was at an age where she knew everything, and her voice was thick with superiority. Abigail made a face as if to say that she had only been making conversation. If she had dared stick out her tongue, she would have. Constance regularly used her two years' seniority to great advantage with Abigail, much to her younger sister's great consternation. "'Mind you, you don't add the ice to the cream. You just cool the cream with the ice until it thickens in a certain way,' Mary instructed, ignoring the atmosphere of disagreement between the two children. It's quite a miracle. Without the ice, it would just turn to whipped cream or butter. Where did the ice come from? Abigail asked. Well, now, there's a great ice house on the grounds. I suppose they'll be bringing the blocks in from some big river, like the Hudson, during the winter. They store it in straw, and then use it all through the summer for cold drinks and the like. It's a great luxury. Mary's strong Irish brogue and Gaelic rhythms punctuated her speech like a song. "'We almost never have it,' Constance mused, her voice dreamy with expectation of the treat. Mary smiled knowingly as she drew the bowl with the peaches toward her and picked up the potato masher. "'There's undoubtedly a very good reason why the good Lord made the things that taste the best take the longest to prepare. Perhaps so we wouldn't ever be tempted to forget that we're eating something special.' "'Would you like to take turns mashing the peaches?' she asked, as she demonstrated the way to mash the fruit. 
Both children nodded enthusiastically. Mary handed the bowl and mashed it to Constance. "'You first, Miss Constance.' It was at this moment that Doris Warren, in her soft-flowing white-flowered gown with its leg-of-mutton sleeves, pinched waist, and high bustle, chose to make her appearance in the kitchen. The antithesis of Mary, Mr. Warren's bride, wore her soft brown hair, piled high with gentle ringlets, cascading down her narrow back. She was a walking statement of the hours it took to scrub her grass-stained hems, lace her into her breath-restricting corsets, and quaff her ringlets to perfection. "'Don't let the children bother you, Mary,' she drawled her perfect English spoken with a clenched jaw that symbolised all the restrictions of the upper class. "'Children never bother me, Mrs. Warren. I've a spot for them, and that's a fact.' 